Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the People's Podcast. Before we get into it, I just want to say um, the last few recent episodes have been on Zoom chat. For those of you who have just been listening to the audio, so you'll catch some parts where it cuts in and out. It's just it, what it is. We do what we can, you know, every time you do anything online through Zoom chat, through Skype, through anything, you're going to have a few mess ups here and there. But I've been trying to get it as clear as possible for you guys. And with that, let's get into the episode. Today, I have Joe Soto. He is a mixed professional mixed martial arts fighter. He is a former Tachi Palace champion, a former Bellator champion. He's fought in the UFC. He's fought many people. And one of his most notable fights is against TJ Dillashaw for the Bantamweight title on a 24 hours notice. You want to talk about fast pace. It was an amazing fight. Um, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen, if I'm being honest. In this episode, we talk about the highs and lows of fighting. We talk about his journey coming up through wrestling to jiu-jitsu and into martial arts and what his fight life has looked like. We talked about he's get, he gave some great insight for anyone who's trying to get into martial arts, wanting to fight, wanting to make this their life. He gave some amazing tips. Um, yeah, we talk about the highs and lows of being a professional athlete. He, and he Honestly, he gives some funny stories during this podcast of his wrestling days with John Jones and Colby Covington. It is they're definitely funny talks about the grind about the funny stuff they would do if you are a mixed martial arts fan if you're looking to get into martial arts and you just love the ufc definitely check this podcast out you will not regret it thank you guys for all the support if you like it like it please share it leave a comment it definitely definitely helps more than you know when you guys do those things and i appreciate it and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you what's up joe what's going on thank you for doing this man i appreciate it yeah, no problem, no problem. So many. These are these are these are a little bit better. I I don't like going places. Like sometimes people try to get me on, go do interviews, and I hate going places. So these are better. Yeah. These phone these phone ones, you know, on Zoom. It's, it's, a lot it's easier, me. right? You can just stay easier. at home, be chill. Yeah, you know, it's kind of harder when you have a family to leave, and they got so much stuff going on. So now it's easy. Everybody stay put, and uh, yeah, video chat. That's easier. For sure, man. For sure. So, man, let's just dive straight into this. How old were you? Because you started with wrestling, correct? Yeah. How old were you when you started wrestling? I started late. Um, I started wrestling late. I started in eighth grade. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I was 13 at the time. Were you just instantly good at it or what did that look <laughs> like for you? It took a couple months. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I was athletic, you know, so I was a really good football player in junior high. I started playing football when I was 10 years old, and I was always, you know, running back. Um, I was athletic, pretty good athlete. So, yeah, I mean, I got on pretty quickly to wrestling. Like, my first year of wrestling, I took fifth in state for um, in junior high. So, oh, and then, so, I mean, it was, yeah, so I had success right away. I mean, you know, the first couple of tournaments were rough, I'd yeah. say, you know, leading up to state. You know, every, every I would always place, but. I was always losing matches to others to get like third or fourth, third or fourth, and then end up going to stay and taking fifth. So you obviously ended up staying in this route of like martial arts and fighting. What did you instantly just like get on the mat and love it, or was it like with the success you started liking it, or what did that look like for you? Well, I was always interested in martial arts. You know, watching okay. Bruce Lee movies, Van Damme movies. Um, you know, so I was always kind of I don't know. I always was interested in being like. I even joined karate actually, like when I was like nine years old. I joined oh, yeah? karate for a bit. Yeah, I joined karate for a bit because I just, I remember watching the UFC when I was young. I'm not sure how young I was. I was young though. 
my uncle used to watch the you know, like UFC ones all all the early days. Yeah. Like we used to watch on the on the on the black box and um I want I remember watching Hoist Gracie fight and I wanted to you know find a jiu-jitsu school but there was none around so at the time. So I, I told my mom but she so she put me in a, you know in karate, Shotokan karate for a couple months and I was doing that and I loved it. But um then football season started and I just I just, you know, I always loved football too. My brothers played, so I kind of just went to that, played football, and then yeah, and then so I was always kind of interested. Once, and I and and actually, my brother wrestled his freshman year for like a like half the season. Okay. So I was like fourth grade when that happened too, and I remember going to a couple of tournaments, and I was like, oh, cool wrestling. I never knew about wrestling, you know. Yeah. I was like kind of got introduced to that. I was like, and then one of the coaches came up to me because I had like, I was like in fourth grade, but I remember. Around with his friend, I think it was like a one on three pounder, and I had him on my shoulders, and I was spinning him. Like, I don't know, he he let me though. Like, we we're just messing around, and then uh, one of the coaches came up to me and was like, "Hey, told my my dad or me like we should do freestyle." We didn't end up following through with it, but I remember I, I remember um, I wanted to wrestle in high school. You know, that was my plan. And then in eighth grade, I went to go watch my friend wrestle, and I was still planning on wrestling in high school. I don't know why I was waiting, but. Um, I went to go watch my friend wrestle, and the coach talked to me afterwards, and he was like, hey, do you ever think about wrestling? I was like, yeah, I'm going to wrestle next year, my freshman year. He said, why don't you come out for the team right now? And I was like, I don't know. And then he made me, like, promise I was going to come out to wrestling the next day. And then I, that's what I did. Yeah, okay. That's dope, dude. So that's how it kind of started with wrestling and everything, but I, in, in martial arts, because I was kind of really interested, you know? Yeah, and then from there, it just kind of progressed, and you started getting into it. So when did you, how long after you were wrestling did you start actually doing uh, jujitsu and stuff? So after my senior year, um, okay. during the summer, I got introduced. I met, uh, I met somebody and he was like, hey, you're Joe Soto, you're a good wrestler, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever thought about mixed martial arts and May? You know, and then I was like, yeah, actually, you know, I've always been interested, but I used to go watch the cage fights too in high school. So yeah. They had some, some fights up here in Porterville and, uh, and I was always like, uh, me and my friends was always watching it. And we're like, oh, we're going to do that when we're older. When we turn 18, we'll, we'll do that. And then, so like I, like I said, after my, my senior year in the summer, um, I got introduced, the guy was like, hey, uh, yeah, like, are you interested? And I was like, yeah. And so he goes, I got a friend that does it. You want to go train with him? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So I just didn't know what it, so then it just fell into it. And then, so I started training that summer after my senior year. I started doing jujitsu because he, he was mainly a grappler. And um, so I started doing jujitsu in 2005. Did your wrestling did your wrestling background really help you when you got into the jiu-jitsu mat? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think so, you know, and just being athletic and, and knowing grappling. So definitely it was an easier transition than striking was. Um yeah, you know, at first it's hard to get comfortable being on your back. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. I remember being claustrophobic as hell as somebody had them on my back. I could not breathe. Oh, I fucking hated it. Yeah. But um yeah, so but after you get after you get past that. Yeah, uh, it took me about two good years of rolling where I felt like I was You're good. pretty good. Yeah, because in wrestling, it's such like don't ever go onto your back. So the transition, I have some wrestling friends, and it's so hard for them like to be comfortable there. Yeah, yeah. now, I mean, now it's nothing but, you know, um, but yeah, I never want to go on your back to wrestling. I, you yeah. know, I hardly ever got pinned. I hardly ever got pinned there. I pinned like three times mm -hmm. in high school and college. So, so that was hard to get used to. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So you're saying that it was a little bit harder of a transition for you in the um, stand-up world. 
with the striking and stuff. And I get that. And I wonder why, because like for me, I came from a striking background and like doing from like boxing, the kickboxing, the more it was easy. But as soon as I hit the mat, I was like, what the heck's going on here? How did you end up, did striking end up becoming easier or was it something you just had to like just work at and work at until it just? No, it became easier. It was just like, I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't open to me. There wasn't a lot of like, um, like good, I mean, or I didn't know about him. There was not like a lot of good like striking coaches or boxing coaches in Portugal at the time, you know, in 2005. So grappling was the only, I got introduced to grap. I mean, I was a wrestler, so I got introduced to jiu-jitsu. So that was just the first thing. And then that's what I kind of adapted to. And then not until I started really getting into MMA, fighting and stuff, I got introduced to striking coaches. So it was, it was just the last thing yeah. that I got introduced to. So. And I mean, it, it, that didn't take that long either. But I mean, that was just the last thing to come. So, so um, you know, that wasn't going to be my strength, obviously, because I just practiced. I just grappled for so many years. That's yeah. that's always going to be my my strength. Cause yeah. I did that for so many years, predominantly. So, how old were you when you started? Uh, when you had your first MMA, amateur MMA fight? <coughs> when I started, they didn't have amateurs, so we went oh, yeah? straight to the pro. Yeah. Oh shoot. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have amateurs back then, so uh, it was as you just dive in. You go, yeah, pro first pro fight. I think I was nineteen, maybe eighteen or nineteen. I think it was in two thousand six. I want to say I had my yeah. first one during the summer. Yeah, oh, I, got, I think I came back from school in the next summer, and um, they sent me up my first pro fight. I was uh, I fought a guy from Bakersfield. He was he was O and O, and I was O and O. So you know, I was pretty perfect pretty evenly matched okay that's good so the because i know obviously um when it comes to comp competing there's always those like butterflies and nerves no matter what you're doing what was the difference between your first mma fight into like let's say a high level wrestling tournament like in the difference of what you kind of felt going into it i don't know i, I mean i was they're about it's about the same you know it's competition so i mean you get the same amount of butterflies i don't know because it was new that first fight, it felt like a big wrestling match, you know? Okay. Uh, the only thing that kind of helped me out is this guy was 0-0 and I was 0-0, but I knew, like, he didn't have, like, that wrestling background that I had. So, I, in my head, I was like, I wrestled at all these state tournaments, all these national tournaments. You know, I have way more competition experience than this guy. So, that kind of helped me, like, calm myself. Like, don't be, yeah. you know what I mean? He's probably more... Um, more he has more anxiety than you i would i would assume so that's kind of what calmed me down okay for sure you're taking that in there kind of helps so and i'm assuming just because this is your life now you fell in love with mma and that whole world and all that obviously um it's definitely in a different place now like i feel like mma is definitely even in my lifetime a lot bigger now yeah. did you ever was it like, what was it like, like, doing this full-time and, like, trying to make this dream happen? Like, the struggles, the ups and the downs? Uh, it was it was tough. Like, like I don't know. Like, it's not, it wasn't even, like, I don't even know why I was so confident that I would be where I, or, like, I was going to be where I was. Like, I would tell myself, like, you're going to fight in the UFC, blah, blah, blah. They didn't even have my weight class when I started, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was fighting. When I first started, I mean, my first couple of fights were at 155. Oh, wow. You know, um, I think 45s might have been the, the lightest weight mm -hmm. at the time. And, like, around these shows. Then in WEC, I think – so the UFC had this weight from the UFC was 155. Mm -hmm. You know, at the, at the smaller shows, they had, you know, some 35s and 45s. But 
yeah, so it was even crazy that I thought I was going to be in the UFC when you had my own weight class, you know? Yeah. Um, so seeing things change, you know, um, UFC introducing the 145, 135 weight class when they merged with, uh, or when they bought up WEC. But yeah, seeing things change like that, amateur shows coming along, uh, it's way more popular. It's, cra- it's crazy how things, how, they, how things went, you know? Yeah, it's just kind of like, cut out a little bit. Can you still hear yeah, me? I got, yeah, I got a call to me to claim. Oh, yeah, for ones. sure. No, you, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Speaking about that, and I want to I wanna jump to something real quick, then we'll come back. So your first fight in the UFC, I was actually at that fight in Sacramento, and I remember hearing the whole thing to change a card. You ended up fighting for the title. Was that your first fight, correct? Yeah, that was my first fight in the UFC. What was that? Because I remember the day before, and I was at my gym, and I heard, okay, Joe Soto's fighting for the UFC, and they're all like, heck yeah, because they rolled with you. And I was like, remember going there, and like, it was a good fight. What was that like, that change? Did you have time to even, because it was so quick, like the process that I'm fighting for the title right away, or was it like that whole emotional train getting into that? It was nuts, you know. It was kind of good. It's kind of a blessing in a way that it happened like that because you don't get, you don't get time to get the nerves as as much as you would if you sat sat around for a month thinking about, oh, I'm fighting for a title. You know what I mean? So the nerves weren't at one hundred percent crazy because you don't have enough time to like process everything coming yeah. in. You know, all the fears and everything. So it wasn't as nerve wracking as like the next fight was for me. Um, and it was yeah, it was crazy. It was just. It weird, but I've been in a lot of weird situations before, and like that kind of like you're like, what? They don't make any sense, but somehow it all came together. But one thing that kind of calmed me and kind of eased my mind is like, all right, you be, you belong here. You know, I fought for a world title before in Bellator, um, so I've been there before against the odds, um, and I've trained with like UFC champions before that moment. I even trained with Dillashaw like a few months before that. I went train with all those guys. So it wasn't like, oh, you can't hang. I, like, I knew I had a, a good chance of beating them. You know, it didn't happen, but you know, I was pretty confident going in. But like, experiences kind of helped me in that moment. Dude, that was one of the, to this day, one of the best fights I've seen in so long. And I don't know if part of it was just like the whole, like, just the story to go with it. But I remember just being in the arena, and it was just like shaking from. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe too because you, you know, you knew of me and, and we trained together before, yeah. you guys know, and you know, and I was, you know, so that probably adds a suspense to it and excitement. But it was a good fight. I thought, I thought it was a good fight. Shit, yeah, it was heck of a good man. So yeah, you won, um, you won belts in in a lot of organ in a few organizations from Tachi to Bellator. When it comes to the actual fight, because I know like the organization can maybe different and like the spotlight on them. But when it comes to the actual fight, is there like a difference in competition that you can like tell stepping up or to you, <laughs> is it just all the same? It's just good fighters all around. It just depends on the fight. You know, sometimes I've had tough fights outside of the UFC too. Mm-hmm. It could have been a UFC fight, you know, but, um, but yeah, definitely once you jump into the UFC, you know, um, competition goes up and now it's just like, Every year, it seems like everybody's getting better and better. When I look at fighters now compared to when I first started, it's just, it's mind-blowing. There's a lot of great – like, when I'm at a UFC event, you just see the 
the athletes, you know, they're so athletic and explosive and the, the athlete, um, the better athlete, what they have compared to like the regional guys, you can just tell the difference. But yeah, there's definitely a difference and every year it's getting more, more tougher. I'm looking at these young, or I'll be training, you know, I'd be, I'd be at the gym. I mean, man, these young guys are freaking tough. And they just, the technique they know is, they know all these techniques now compared to when we started, you know, we're put, putting things, putting things together. Everybody's so, much more well-rounded these days than before, you know, we're pretty, yeah. a lot of us at first we were one dimensional at first, and I was trying to put everything, piece things together, go train over here, go train over here. And now you can kind of get it in one gym, mostly everything in one gym. Now you don't have to like travel all these different gyms. Yeah. Speaking about that. Yeah. Cause I've definitely noticed that like it's grown quick being in martial arts, like seeing from even like, competition i've seen a gym has evolved so much in the last few years do you think it's because like the accessibility of it now or is it because like people get to watch people like you and build off what they see like what is it like where do you think we go from here like it's, it's everything combined you know like everybody not like like you said like accessibility now too online you could just learn so much stuff online like like I, I wanted when I first started in like 2005, 2006, I wanted to learn boxing, but I didn't have no one to teach me like really good boxing. And I, you know, I remember I used to pray to God, like, just find me a boxing coach, please, yeah. like, somehow put me in the right place where I could learn boxing, striking, because I knew I needed striking, you know. And there wasn't really anyone in Portoville um, that I knew that could be a good striking coach. And now, you, you I mean, I could just YouTube some striking stuff online and pick it up like that. Even with jiu-jitsu, I could go online and learn moves just like that. Before I would have to like, I remember wanting to learn rubber guard and well, I remember seeing it and I would go to a bookstore and seeing Eddie Bravo's oh, yeah. rubber guard, mastering the rubber guard. That's how I learned rubber guard from a book. Really? Like now, now you can go online and YouTube it. You know, back then it was, it was, uh, I think it was on there. I think I learned some stuff on there a little bit after I bought that book, but, but it wasn't as, um, out there's now all the information you know so people are just gathering information and sharing it now it's just so much to learn like it's like it's like yeah. impossible to learn everything it seems like no yeah i remember learning things when i got into martial arts i was like okay you don't do this you don't switch stances and now like everyone's going and they're switching stances throwing unorthodox do you think it's gonna ever like because we're on this high of just like <sighs> do you think it's gonna like balance out ever or is it just gonna keep just climbing and climbing I don't know. I, that's a good question. You know, I think, I mean, there's only so much information. There's only so many moves. I would, I, sometimes I think that, like, there's only so many moves you could do, but then, and, like, sometimes you think, well, I know, like, mostly all the jiu-jitsu moves, but then I'll see something, I'm like, how the, how the fuck did they come up with that? Like, yeah. I didn't even see that for all those years, like, from that situation. Like, it just, it seems like endless, like, endless transitions and, and endless moves and, and counters. But I think, yeah, eventually, I mean, there's just so much to learn. I don't even know if you can learn it all. Um, you know, but then when it, when it gets up to like that, when we, everyone meets, reaches that, that level, then it's just who's a better athlete. I think. Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Like, I, cause I've thought that before, like, cause I'll like have people tell me like, does strength matter? I'm like, well, maybe like if the skill is there. So that yeah, kind of answers, the skill is there. Yeah. Like once you get to such a level, it's just who can be the better athlete and just impose their will more. Yeah, especially like with like fifteen minute rounds, you know, like three five minute rounds. I mean, three five minute rounds. Then you know, being an athlete helps out a lot. You know, you could, yeah, you could you could uh, they pull away faster, you know, and then it takes a while 
for like a, a an athletic guy to catch up. You know, like if you see that Nate Nate fight somebody like Connor, Connor's like a better athlete, right? So he'll he'll win the early rounds, but Nate will catch up towards the end. He's not as great of an athlete, but then that being tired and fatigue and everything slows Connor down, and they kind of even up towards the end, like the fourth and fifth round. Yeah. Do you ever do stuff? Because I know, like, even doing like boxing stuff and like that, and it's all the same no matter what martial art, like. A lot of the like gassing out is like from nerves. I feel like being tentative and like pain. Do you do things to help like or practice things or study things to kind of help calm your nerves before you get in there to like kind of stay composed when you go fight? Nah, I mean, I try to work on my mental state or just being prepared. You know, it helps when you know you're prepared for a fight. Kind of helps calm. But I think I'm, you know, just experience being putting yourself in competition. Since I was young, that kind of helps out. Um, That 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 definitely could help. I mean, cause gassing, but I think it. A lot of it is. Um, me personally, think a lot of it is um, like um, what you're born with, like the type of person you are. Like, I think naturally, I have a gas tank. Like, it's yeah. just some people naturally have a gas tank. Like, I could probably. I mean, it, it was always easy for me to get in shape than other people. Like, and I just always felt like I was out cardio people were just natural gas tank. Some people have it, and some people don't. You know, just. People have different bodies. Like even like I think Connor, I've seen him gas a lot. That's just his, you know, body chemistry. He's an explosive fighter. He, he comes out early, strong early, but towards the end, it's just. I think a lot of it's natural, you know. Yes. But you could definitely work on getting it better, and and you know, not being being more relaxed helps too, obviously. Um, yeah. And knowing all the positions, so you're not panicking and breathing hard. You know, if I know all, like, if I'm grappling with somebody. And I I know every position I'm getting into. Like, okay, he's doing this. I want to do this. And I'm just at, I'm just naturally more come on my breathe easier. So that helps knowing technique and knowing every position you're going to get into and being there before in those situations. So you're not breathing hard. What's next? What's next? What's he, what's he doing? You know, because then it yeah. causes you to be tense and, and breathe harder. If you know every position you get into, you can relax more too. So that kind of helps. But a lot of people have, like, some people just have natural, better gas tanks they, naturally. They just have that. And what, so what do you say to someone, let's say, because, like, I think that, I think that definitely is true. Like, some people are just born with better gas tanks. Some people are just naturally most, more explosive. But for the person who's getting in there, let's say is the more explosive person, but the gas tank doesn't go as far. What do you, in your opinion, what do you think is the best way to go about, it? like, just really train that? Or should they try to, like, use their strengths? So, like, they kind of yeah, balance they, they, it. Yeah, they got to try to be smarter about using their explosive. Like, they can't go 100 miles an hour right away off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can't just rely on that and try Because some people that's real explosive or way, really athletic, they'll come out 100 miles an hour and, and they'll try to overwhelm you. And a lot of times it works. But if, they, if, it, if the guy could weather the storm, you know, then you're, you're deplete your energy levels. Like Connor in the first fight, he said, he didn't, he didn't pace himself good enough, and, and he gassed out towards him. The second fight, he did a better round of picking picking the spots, when to explode, when to use energy. You just got to be smart in certain areas. Like, okay, I can explode here. Okay, this is a good time to rest in this position. So it's just being smarter in fights, learning, you know, learning in there, learning that practice, being in those situations. Okay, this is where I need to use my explosiveness. You know, yeah, I go 100 miles an hour. I mean, some people can, but they're probably on EPO or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're naturally, you got to pick your spots. 
Yeah, when you say that, I immediately think of Vitor back in the day. How he would just come at people 100 miles per hour, and as soon, if they would get past it, it was just downhill from there. No, yeah. yeah. So people, so obviously, like I, I've said, uh, MMA is getting a lot bigger now. I think it's popular. People are wanting to get more into it. For someone who's listening to us who wants to start training but doesn't really know where to go, in your opinion, what's the best place to start? The best place, like he wants to get in, involved as far as like fighting mixed martial arts for yeah. for a career. Yeah. Find a local gym, like a, a MMA gym. You could Google it, or one close, you know, a good size gym. Uh, Google it, research, um, see if they have fighters, um, and just go in there and, and and tell them you're interested in learning mixed martial arts. You're interested in in fighting, and obviously they're gonna make you train a long time before they put you in a fight, but. You know, if, if you tell them you're interested in it and, and you're training enough and you guys come up with a plan like, hey, how many years do I have to train here to be able to get my first fight? And then they'll, they'll set it up for you. And you find a gym. That gym usually has connections to um, per, uh, promotions like Tachi or local promotions. But they have connections to, like, the promoters. Mm-hmm. You know, then usually the gym will get you a fight. They know the promoter. They know a uh, promotion. They'll get you a fight. If you're doing good, now you get another fight at that promotion and you start doing good, then these managers come around and, and then they'll say, hey, you want to sign with me? So that's usually how it goes. Or if you go to the gym, sometimes they really have connections with these managers and, and then um, they'll kind of guide your, your way through. But you got to start off just by walking in the gym and say, hey, I'm interested in fighting. I know it could be a long process. It could be a couple of years of me training before I ever see a fight. You know, Don't go in expecting you're going to fight next month you know i'm sure there are gyms that will put you in there, but those but aren't the best and that's, not, that's not smart yeah exactly okay that makes sense that makes sense and it's term of switching gears slightly so in terms of like strength and conditioning because i've heard so many different things i hear some people say crossfit is good i see some people here like tabata type workouts good what do you uh if we can dabble in that a little bit for your training for let's say if you're getting ready for a fight like what does your strength and conditioning look like <laughs> Um, well, the best conditioning for fighting is fighting, you know, to be live sparring and stuff like that. And then there's different drills could, your coach could put you through that usually they know. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I always like to, I always, I found my boxing coach and he kind of had a program for me, you know, just a lot of circuit training. I like circuit training and, and, and sprints and, and, mm-hmm. and long distance runs, stuff like that. Like circuit training, basically like, um, medicine ball workouts, going to station to station, exploding, battle ropes, you know, different exercises like that. I open up my lungs and just doing like a minute round here, a minute round there, or, you know what I mean? So five minute yeah. rounds of something, stuff like that, you know, and then like definitely, you know, wind sprints, a heel sprints, stuff like that. Um, that's, that's kind of what I, what I used to do. Okay. But I've, I've, I've done CrossFit before. Um, you know, but it's kind of preference thing. Yeah, is this what works for you? Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Okay, for sure. One thing I find interesting uh, that I see a lot nowadays, and I want to hear your opinion on this because you're the pro here. I'm just a spectator. But um, I see a lot nowadays, and I see this in the professional area, like in the UFC, and I see amateurs start to do this. Like I see people starting to do this almost like this trash talking stuff. And I think some of it is fun. I think some people are just naturally just, that's what they do. And then I think, are you still there? Okay. 
And yeah. I, I, I see a lot of people starting to do it now, but it almost looks fake. And I think we do it like one, maybe you're trying to be like a Connor or a Diaz, but it looks disingenuine and, um, but part of it works. So like, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? People who trash talk were like, if you hear it and you're like, obviously you're like, you know, you're just, you're reading the script. This ain't real. Like you're just trying to promote the fight. Like, what does that make you, what do you think about that? Part of me hates it. You know, part of me is like, <laughs> oh my God, it's embarrassing. But then part of me is like, like hey, whatever is going to feed your dream or feed your family. You know, like my friend Colby Covington, that is a good, there's a roommate of mine, you know, Colby Covington. Yeah, I know Colby. Are you there? You know, Kobe, yeah, okay, yeah. So you could tell, I mean, that that's just wasn't his personality. Like, he kind of worked his way up into that, you know, and, and it's taken a bit. Uh, um, but it worked for him. He wasn't getting the fight to want. He wasn't getting, you know, or whatever, and popular enough. So he kind of worked that angle. And it was a smart angle to be a heel, you know, in love. Some people hate him. So you can't hate on that. That's what he's doing. That's how he's making – that's how he makes his money. Um, I wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so to each to each his own, I would say, you know. But there's definitely <clears throat> some people that are just – that's just who they are. Like, Connor is just – he isn't – it's not It's not fake. It's not rehearsed. It just flows naturally. And it's a little bit more fun when you can – when that's your personality, you know. Like, yeah. Floyd Mayweather, like, you can just have it. That's just their personality. I think it comes off more authentic, but can't hate another guy. Um, develop. You could develop that, you know. And I think that's what Kobe is doing. He developed that personality. He's probably going to transition into WWE eventually when he's done with fighting. So he's doing what's smart for him. Like, and if I was smarter, maybe I would have done that. That's just not my thing. And yeah, I didn't get in. I didn't get in it for like MMA for money, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I kind of wish I did now because. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would kind of focus on that because I got a family now, but yeah. But I really didn't get in it for money. I kind of got in it because I wanted to be the best martial artist on in the planet. You know, like I wanted to be a UFC champion. I wanted to be the best fighter I could be. That that was my goal. I didn't come in and like, hey, I want to be rich. Like I just, yeah. everybody has different goals. So I was more focused on on just. I wanted to be if I was going to be famous, it was going to be for my fighting more than the other things. You know what I mean? But if whatever your goal is you know so to each his own like i said yeah he's one where i've heard i mean obviously i don't know to do it all but i've heard from a lot of interviews that people say like colby's like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet but it's just like that's just his gig that's like his thing but it works yeah yeah i mean it definitely gets eyes on yeah him. It's, it's definitely his his care his thing so like I'm, I'm not hating on him he's he's doing a good job and he's a hell of a fighter too though you i mean he's backed it up. That guy, that guy is a hell of a fighter and, and um, a hell of a competitor. Um, you know, so that, that you need that. You can't just be all talk. You know, he backs it up. That's how you become like a star. And, yeah. You know, he's developed the character, but his fighting, you know, it stands behind that. What do you think about him and his Usman fight? That was a good fight. I mean, I, I, it was, I don't know. My thing, my thing, I forgot. I don't think I watched it all in the entire day. I think I, caught the replay of it mm -hmm. but i mean so i think i skipped rounds but it was it was a good fight you know um i knew both of those guys before oh, yeah. the ufc too yeah so i met usman through john in, in college and then yeah so you it, and, was a, it was a great fight oh yeah you and were you and john roommates too 
Yeah, me, John, and Colby were all roommates. What the? Did you? Okay, that's that's pretty cool. So when you guys are in there and you guys are wrestling, were you guys like, all right, we going to the UFC one day, or was it just like by chance you guys just happened to get into this same room and you like? I well, I met John the year before. We're a year older than Colby, so and I think I was I was like I said I was already training. I don't. I hadn't had a fight yet, but I was already training. And I kind of talked. I think I introduced John to it a little bit. I think he might have knew about MMA. Yeah. But I remember wrestling with him, or uh, grappling with him in the room a little bit. Yeah. And um, and then and then I think I kind of got him introduced to it, and then he started kind of getting it in his mind from there. And then, and then Colby. He... Yeah, and then Colby. I think we met him next year, and I think um, I think he was already interested in martial arts. I think he had a fight maybe already too yeah. and he had did some training so and yeah i remember kind of talking about it with them you know i mean him and john were really close at the time so i think they talked about it a little bit more yeah in terms talking about <laughs> gas tanks both of those dudes i think one thing they're known for is their like ability to like push it out just their gas tanks are phenomenal if, if you would yeah. be, if you'd be willing to answer because you you rolled and moved with both of them who do you think has a superior gas tank in them in terms of wrestling let's say i it's hard that's a wash man both guys are <clears throat> both guys are sick in the head like as far as <laughs> mentally tough and like they will die before yeah. you beat them like you literally have to like choke one out or knock one out because they're just not gonna quit like i i I don't ever, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing him quit ever in wrestling room. Like yeah. it's just, we had a like a special team at Iowa Central. Like we used to do crazy practices where we do, we would practice for like an hour, forty five minutes. After that, we would do our conditioning for like thirty minutes, and after that, everybody takes off their shirts, and we just hand fight and just for like, so like we would try to gas each other out, and break each other. The guys would yeah. try to push each other into the ways. Guys would try to push each other downstairs. People start fighting. Guys start crying. Some guys, some of the weaker guys just start crying. <laughs> so, I mean, those guys, I've never seen them. I don't think I've ever seen them break. That would be mm-hmm. hard. So, they're, both of those gas tanks are phenomenal. Um, that's a wash. Like, No, yeah, dude. I think that's... I don't know. I, I've never seen them. But... Yeah, dude. That's something... I think that camaraderie definitely helps. I can think of times in boxing where, like, we would like just go and go and go and not because like it was, we wanted to go, but because I just wanted to beat you. Like, and it was so friendly, but I think like having those competitors with you just make you do just wild, stupid things, but it's just about pushing it. Yeah. So both of the, yeah, like I said, both of those, those guys, uh, they're going to wash as far as cardio goes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's insane, man. Well, we have a few minutes left, man. So I will have a few, just one or two more questions for you. So what has been your hardest fight from wrestling to jujitsu to MMA? Do you have like a certain fight that like stands out to you where you just had to like just grind? Uh, the hardest fight? I think the fight in, in Brazil was pretty tough against Ronnie Aya, the one where I cut my head and I was bleeding everywhere. I remember being really exhausted in that fight. It was only a three-round fight too. Um, that was probably one of the, oh yeah that was probably one of the tough yeah that was probably the one of the toughest fights that one and maybe my title fight for Bellator I was just beating the crap out of that guy and the ref wouldn't stop it and I remember yeah. being so exhausted after that but as far as like a competitive fight 
Um, yeah, I think with Ron and Yaya, that one was um, we were pushing each other pretty good. It was real slippery because of the blood. He's a really good grappler. Uh, so I wasn't able to like just be comfortable, you know. Yeah. And so it was a little bit more about heavy breathing just because he was at the same level as me as far as grappling. It's not yeah. better. So I hear that, that might have been the toughest toughest fight. Even the Dillashaw fight was was really tough, you know. You're breathing hard, you're in the corner, you don't wanna fight no more, <laughs> tired yeah. as hell. You know, so that that one was pretty tough too. And he's just fast. Dillashaw's fast, so it was he's fast and tricky he's fast and smart so it was yeah hard to keep it was hard to keep up with his pace okay, okay. i hear those uh brazilian crowds are pretty pretty brutal yeah they you know they chant, they chant when you're coming out you're gonna die <laughs> so, like damn this is crazy like i'm just tripping when i'm walking out like this is weird yeah hey man they but I've, I've had some tough wrestling matches too you know where Wrestling is the toughest sport ever, you know. Like you just after a wrestling match, you go sit down in the hallway and you're just burning, lungs are burning. Feel like your your lungs are just fucking full of blood and your arms are just pumped. That's probably the most tiredest I've ever been is in wrestling matches. Like, I would agree. Compared to boxing, jujitsu, MMA, all that wrestling is definitely the hardest one. Wrestling, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially just a sprint. It is, dude. It's a nonstop just from the gate. You're just, you don't have time to rest because as soon as you stop, they're on you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And crazy. when somebody's on top of you, too, you're trying to get away, uh, it's the worst. Uh, I, would, I would hate that to get on top and throw that form right into my nose and then start cranking it, dude. Yeah, I had a coach who was an asshole uh, <laughs> in Iowa Central, Troy Bennett. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. him and Colby are good friends. But he used to tape his wrist. Oh. He used to tape his wrist before practice and uh you still there? Yeah, yeah, he used to tape his wrist in practice and he was so good on top and he was a bigger guy. And if he took you down, you're you're fucked. Like he would just cross face and burn your face with that shit. Uh yeah, he was an asshole. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, hey man, that's a perfect way to end this. One last question before we go, Joe. And um I ask everyone that comes on my podcast this. If, if you're, let's say if there's anyone listening to this who's wanting to get into fighting, wanting to start this, wanting just to achieve dreams in athletics, what's one piece of, let's say, mental advice you would have from them? Mental advice? Yeah. Just don't be discouraged, you know. Life's full of ups and downs. And, and as far as, like, if you're trying to get into the MMA career, um, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be some downtime. It's just got to be, you know, you got to be steady and focused on, you know, I mean, just know that if you're in a down, uh, an up might be around the corner, you know, so just keeping consistent, just keep your head down, keep working hard and, and don't give up. If that's your dream, like you should be willing to die for it, you know, and, and you can accomplish anything. You just got to keep going for no matter what happens. I've been through tough times where, you know, looks like I wasn't going to see that. I was getting ready to quit, but, you know, the UFC was around the corner or this, this win was around the corner. So, Awesome, dude. Sweet, man. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. Sweet.